Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Well, hello. It's a beautiful day here in Washington. You want me to sing? Um, I'm saying we are the world. I'm going to bring us all together. There comes a time. <laughs> I think this shot's okay. I'm trying to deal with different shots. I think once I get another camera set up, it'll be good. Well, I, folks are coming in. Greet your neighbor. Um, glad to see you all this morning. <laughs> or see that some of you are here. Oh... What a day, what a day, what a day, what a day. What a time to be alive. Um, so we, we thought it wasn't going to get any weirder. You know, we made it through COVID. And um, it got weirder. Things uh, are changing again. And we're going to talk about a lot today. Um, So I guess opening, uh, I will say a few things because I'm going to probably refer to these a few things during today's talk. Um, I can't see anybody. Hold on. Here we go. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Um, so here at Revolution, we talk a lot about arguing well. That's been my thing. I talk a lot about grace. That's also my thing. Um, talk a lot about contradiction, bam, that's also my thing. Um, but yeah, so, well, one, I say, hey, I saw the Elvis movie Friday, and it was really, really good. Um, really moving, really humanizing. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised by it. Um... But yeah, so arguing well. I have not been arguing well the past probably week. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily correct. Um, I've been passionate. And it can become very passionate when people go from arguing about the argument and then move on to my family or move on to lies or move on to other misinformation. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but that's kind of been the week I had. I mean, I literally had like four or five arguments online. I shut down my uh, Facebook fan page for a while. just figured I'd take a hiatus from Facebook um, because it got too hot. It got too personal. And I wasn't trying to be personal. I was trying to uh, actually just share a comedian's thought on politics. Um... So I screwed that up on Facebook. I screwed something else up on Instagram. And then um, me and Josh were talking and we were making, uh, we were talking about how it seems like people on the right and the left are both kind of getting like ban happy. Almost like, like, not, not so much canceling, but like we should ban this person or cancel this person or we should ban these books or we should ban, you know? And so we, we brought those, those two in together. 
And so I made a little comment on, on, on Twitter about one side's doing this and another side's doing this. And just seems like, you know, the idea was, is like point out that we all have contradictions that can sometimes come off as almost hypocrisy and kind of with the idea that I thought maybe some fun discussion would come out of it. And maybe the idea of like, Hey, you know, maybe we can trust adults. And this was, this was before, uh, the Supreme court's decision. Um, uh, but unfortunately it ended up not being so well cause someone subtweeted something about my mom and I saw it and, and it was tough. So I say that, but I also am grateful that I have people in my life like Lawrence Richardson, who helped me out with that. Zoe, who helped me out with that. A lot of you, um, talk to me at different times and, uh, I tried to do my best uh, to be transparent with the folks who I'm, I'm talking with. And I think that's the thing is sometimes seen as a leader, my humanity is sometimes missed, you know, um, or because I've had books out and because I've had documentaries out, because I've had fame, because of my family and because of my own work, um, people often have assumptions. And, uh, I'm probably the last person you should assume anything about because it just, my life has never been uh, that great for guessing. Um, but yeah, it was tough and it was humbling and it was humanizing. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that as, as we go into that. But that was just kind of my opening thing is just like, hey, I had a rough week. What's surprise, surprise, you had a rough week. But not just that, but just... Um, thinking I probably could have argued better, um, but also realizing my limits. And the reason I say this is I've talked a lot about this the past few weeks is just kind of like, not the limits of grace, but I wanna say that I definitely understand our struggles with, with showing grace. And I definitely understand the struggles with uh, arguing well, um, especially when uh, people get off topic. Anyhow, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, I'm here in my home. <laughs> I'm trying to cover up the blank spaces. Have you noticed? Like, put a Johnny Cash thing by the light switch so there's not a big white blank space. Um, album of my, today's album is Dr. King's talk. Um, you know, oh, there's a picture hanging there now. <laughs> You guys can find the new picture every week. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about why I do my work and why Revolution does its work and why we're here. Um, you know, I was talking this week to my mate, Pete Rollins, uh, my best mate, Pete Rollins, and we have very heated political discussions sometimes. And um, we, we argue well and sometimes not so well. Because um, when you're best mates, you know, you can get, it gets more tense sometimes than when you're arguing with strangers. But um, we were both talking about the fact that we're, you know, how we both decided to go into the type of work. You know, he went into as a philosopher, theologian. I've gone in as kind of a speaker, pastor, thinker, uh, scholar, theologian, myself, um, armchair theologian. Um, 
I am going to take time with this one today because I think it's very, very important. So I hope you guys will stick with me. Um, but kind of the reasons, you know, we went into what we do and realizing that, you know, we're not politicians. We play a different part in the community. We play a different part. Now, not that doesn't mean we don't interact with those things and that we don't uh, recognize injustice and, and, and fight for those things, uh, fight for justice. But, but the fact is what we've gone and done. So, so I wrote up a few things over the past couple evenings, actually, um, and I'm going to share those with you today. Uh, so please be patient with me and, um, you know, save your applause till the end of the show um, or complaints. <laughs> and, and I wrote this down. I'm not, a, I'm not a politician, but what my message and work is, is to help us live in any political climate. And so I feel like that should be not only the work of the uh, of myself, but I think that's kind of should be the work of the church. Unfortunately, the church often wants to take, you know, is, feels that its job is to, to be polit political. And we'll get into that in a second. But I feel that what revolution's work is, is trying to do is trying to help us live within any circumstance that comes along. Um, I, I think of Paul when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When he said that, he was in a Roman prison. And so how do we live well within when things aren't going our way or, or, or going another way? And that's the concept of religion. How do we live well? How do we suffer well? You know, I, I think that's one of the things we don't often talk about within a, a biblical context is 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 the continuous suffering that these folks were living in and, you know, living under uh, an, you live in an occupied territory, um, you know, living in dangerous, dying by the time you're 40, uh, usually have a horrible disease or killed as an example. Um, <laughs> you know, these are the things that they, they had to learn is to, to suffer. So that's why, you know, when, when you read the Bible, it says rejoice when you suffer because there was more suffer than there was suffering than there was like, oh, we're all just having great times, you know. Um, so how do we live well? How do we suffer well? How, to, how do we rebel against injustice well, but also bringing with us the spirit of love and grace. So when we rebel against injustice, when the law becomes unjust, I do believe there is a call for us to rebel. But we must do it with compassion, love, and grace. You know, uh, I think Paul says, be ready to give a quick answer, you know, but with grace and compassion and mercy. So these are things that we often forget and we, we handle them wrong. And, and what's really been fantastic is, um, so I closed down my main page and I have a tiny page of, of just friends and family, uh, a lot of family, um, but distant relatives and things like that. And it's been really cool because uh, the Grovers are part of my family and, 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 and that's on my mom's side. And, man, I've been getting to know some of you all, and you, they have really encouraged the hell out of me. My, I, I'm starting to understand why my mom was kind of, kind, of, kind of such a fantastic person is because her side of the family, like, 
I haven't been in contact with most of the while and I would have figured they would all want to write me off and think I'm a snob, but instead they've all just really loved me and embraced me and encouraged me. Even my mom's younger sister who passed away this year would come on uh, and, and encourage me and stuff. So that's been really great. But it's been really funny to see also like some of the Baker side and different sides. But like, so I have all the, and I have some friends. So you have like super liberal and then super conservative. <laughs> it's this just complete mix of like everything, you know, it, it, it's like, ugh, you know, it's really tough. And it's funny to see, but it's also really, I think almost an, a look into where the country we live in. All right, I've got to continue to get my thing. How we rebel against injustice with the spirit of love and grace. We argue well with the truth and love. Respect the other with truth, but we also speak, we will respect the other, but we also speak truth to power. But I also believe we can actually transform our enemies when we use when we speak with truth, grace, love, and compassion to power. Um, and we disagree well. And once again, I will always probably refer to Dr. King because there's so many great documentaries. Uh, King in the Wilderness is one I recently saw that I would recommend of you know how he dealt with the conflict of uh, being against Vietnam, but also wanting to uh, have political protection uh, for his African mother, African American brothers and sisters, you know, so in his work and, you know, and how he wanted to change laws, but he also had to stand up against the tyranny of the government, you know, and unjust war. Um, so I always point there. I think he's a good example of someone who we can hear, speak, watch, talk, listen to records, uh, listen online. Um, the Bible also talks about us being wise as a serpent but harmless as a dove. And I think this is also quite important. And what I find is when I start to get very angry and very hurt, and especially if it's something personal, uh, my wisdom kind of goes out of the door. Like my best decision-making isn't made, you know? Um, I mean, someone... The, posted this horrible thing about my mom this and it was the facts weren't even correct and I was losing my mind and they wouldn't take it down and they were defending the author and not them and I, well, I can't help that it's bad I just put it up it's not my fault that it's you know and it was really tough and I was really angry and the fact that they were uh, had gone to Yale Divinity School did not help that very much um but we have to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And then there's another verse in, in, the, in the New Testament that's always made me a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm going to share it, and I think we're going to look at it. Um, um, do not cast your pearl to swine because they will turn around and crush it. Um, I don't like calling anybody swine, not even police officers, because um, I'm trying to be a man of grace man of love and I try to put grace and love in all my work um, not that I haven't probably said that in my more punk rock days to somebody uh, to an officer and even a lot of people don't know when I was growing up that's what I wanted to be was a, a police officer um, strangely enough uh, but why you know pearls the swine is this idea and this is what I've realized is that 
it's not against the swine. It's just this is that's their nature. And when we do take valuable things like our family and our loved ones and things like that, and we throw them on the ground or things that are important, and we continue to entertain that, what's important to us may get crushed. And I think what he's what's being said there is, be careful what you argue about with people who are un, are not reasonable. Uh, to people who want to kill, crush, and destroy. Um, so I think that's important. But I hope that was clear. If it wasn't, you can come back and listen to it later. But um, but I hope that, you know, by not being a politician, for me, I don't have to go like, well, I'm right, or I'm left, or I'm this, you know, even though people want me to do that um, a lot. Uh, but, the, I mean, isn't that why we left the church? Or did we go join another church that was just on the other side? Um, but I think it's to help us live in these political climates and these divided times and how we can live well and uh, live well in our suffering and live well in our joys. A little more joy to our joy and a little less suffering to our suffering. And I think that's the, what we're here to do. And when I say what we're here to do, as I'm saying to all of you who are listening right now, whether you're watching me live on YouTube or you're on your car, on a walk, uh, you know, listening to headphones, you know, that, that's our call. It's not, I'm not just saying this is my call. Like, I think if you're signed up and you're here, then you're on board. And uh, uh, so, and those who come back and listen later, you know, we are grateful to have you as well. Um, it's cool to be able to do this. One of the things that Jesus called people to do was, uh, we're going to talk about Rome and Jesus being in Rome. And one of the things people did, Jesus called people to a higher uh, commitment in, in his work. And he, he said, be a good citizen. You know, get this, see, this is Caesar, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. Um, so be a good citizen, but live a different ethic was Jesus's message. You know, like, but you're going to live a different ethic. And you can see this as in every aspect that Jesus crossed every boundary. You know, he had a Simon the Zealot. He had Matthew the tax collector. Two people who should be sworn enemies. You know, um, who he called into his own, his own 12. So even in, in his 12, he had people who were, had of diverse thoughts and ideas of what should be done with Rome in the Roman Empire. Um... One overthrow by violence. The other one, well, we should maybe just join and play along and, and, and get what we can. Um, so you had this pendulum of people, even in his 12. It wasn't like, oh, he only had 12 because those were the only guys who agreed with each other and they were like this really tight clique. Um, you know, they were always arguing amongst each other. So, so the idea is... is, is uh, how do we live a different ethic in a climate like this? And that's what we're called to do. Because I know that some of you who listen, because I know a lot of you, we talk online and stuff. Some of you are very progressive. Some of you are conservative. I don't know if we have super conservative people yet, but, you know, fingers crossed. Because um, I want this to be a whole, I want us to be thoughtful diverse group of people who are, are able to think together and come together and, and show uh, uh, an ethic that most people don't see. I'm thinking a that's why it's revolution now. Uh, 
friend of mine named it revolution, but now I see why it's called revolution is because we want to call a different ethic on how we do life and how we do liberty. And I will say very honestly, very transparent, very clear that I feel like I kind of failed at this this past week, especially in one particular situation uh, with a transgender sister of mine and we had a disagreement, but you know what? Somebody else came in, helped us work it out. We had a mediator come in helped us discuss things. We both realized that we were both under a lot of pressure from different areas in our own lives. And that sometimes we both kind of just took that anger towards each other. And neither one of us stopped and think. And we did stop and think. And we realized, hey, we love each other. We're going to disagree because that's what families do. That's what people do. Um, because it's like we're, we're in the same place. It's just sometimes different nuances or different things we miss can, can hurt one another. And I, and I think when we hurt one another, it, there's no problem with talking to each other about it. Um, and the great thing is, is arguing, arguing not so well, but then having someone come in and say, I want to help you argue well, you know? And so I'm grateful to have also people in this community uh, that I can contact and say, hey, if I need you to help me with this situation that I've kind of screwed up a little bit, do you think you could help me? Um, so guess what? I don't have all the answers. This is what a community is about. And I know we're on an online community and I know that's different, but guess what? I'm different. We're different. So here we all are together being different. Aren't we cool? Um, now, as far as, as politics are concerned, um, most of you know I grew up being a Democrat my whole life. Uh, my father was a Republican for a long time, but became a Democrat and then is now a very conservative Republican. Um, I was, I've never uh, been Republican before. I've never voted for a Republican before. Um, that was part of my story because I felt so hurt by that side of the world and that community. And I was very stuck in binary thinking of these people bad, these people good, you know. Um, and now I, I've realized that there's more nuances, more complexities to life. And also looking back going like, you know, the, the ones I focused on who hurt me were maybe this. But if I look back further and go, oh, well, this person helped raise me. This person showed me love. This person made sure I brushed my teeth every morning when I was a little kid. You know, this person took me to go play and see movies when I was, you know, and they were part of that same party. So maybe... Uh, broad judge. So this is where the different ethics come in. This is where thinking differently comes in. This is where going like, oh, well, I'm not going to cut all those people off because these people were bad, you know. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to make a statement here, and uh, just bear with me, would you? Uh, another statement. I, I usually don't depend on my notes as much as I am today, but I think today is very important uh, situation with where our country has gone in just the past few days, and, and unfortunately, where we could be heading, I don't know. None of us know, it's uncertainty. Both sides, both sides of the political parties in the United States have failed us in this country. And it seems, this country seems lost and definitely divided Hopefully we can realize that the politicians are not our gods or saviors and that it is up to us as humans to live by a different ethic.
And so when I was, I have more to it, but I'm going to get to that in a second. You know, so when I was in, uh, the reason the Facebook thing went crazy for me is that there was this comedian that said, um, he felt like political parties are like divorced parents. <laughs> and instead of, uh, you know, and instead of raising us, basically they want us to hate the other one. Now, I thought this was funny. I thought there was some truth to it. I didn't think there was complete truth to it. If it's a comedian, you know, it was a little quote from a comedian, a comedian, a guy who tells jokes for a living. Um, and, uh, you know, and I've had a weird thing with people who tell jokes for a living too. I mean, you got to remember, my parents were the butt of jokes from about, for me, from about 11 to like 16, and still sometimes are the butt of jokes, like by every satirist, even Christian satirist. So follow me here, if you will. Because some of you might think, oh, he's going to go middle ground, or he's going to do that. Don't, don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I put this up, and I would say about 98% of people agreed with me. But if you know me, I never pay attention to the 98% people who are nice. And that's sad. That's why I've had to learn. That's why I said I had to, like, hate this one group. And then I had to go back and realize, like, you know, oh, my God. Half of these people who disagree with me politically raised me and loved me and cared about me and were, like, family to me and are the reason I am the person I am today and the ways and I am relate the way I am today, maybe even the reason I vote the way I do today, even the reason I transfer politics and why I talk about grace and mercy is because these people may have not said it out loud, but God knows they showed it because I wasn't their kid and they treated me like I was their kid. We sometimes forget the really valuable, beautiful things of people. Because we allow our politicians to become gods and saviors. And it's so easy to look at the right and go, look, oh, they worship Trump, they worship Trump, you know. But it's also, if I look at the left, I mean, I was, don't know how many Christian bloggers I saw, like, blue no matter who, blue no matter, blue, 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 you know. And, um, and often I go like, you know, I start to realize like a lot of people in the church's faith, like, and I feel like they want to be like Dr. King, but unlike Dr. King, a lot of them start to seem that their faith is based in the political party, in this political system. And this system is so broke. You know, I feel like all politicians points are is how to, you know, one of a lot of the things politicians do is how to get money from the private sector to take it to the corporate sector, both sides. Um, and I, I think a good example of that is you see what's happening in the world today and you see my party is in power, the party that I've been a part of. I don't know if I will be uh, uh, subscribed to a party anymore, to be honest with you. Um, and you see what's happening today. And it's always easy to say, well, you gotta blame them, you gotta go. I'm just saying, you know, uh, with the Supreme Court, you can look at things like, you know, could have Obama really tried harder to get people in there? Could have Ruth Ginsburg uh, retired at a strategic time? You know, there's all sorts of stuff. You can play Monday quarterback all time. So you can go, you can go back that further, or you can go back even further, you know. So someone attacked me 
and said, that was mighty white of me to say this, this joke. And that because I'm a white heterosexual male, um, I'm able to make these jokes. And that there, you know, we know who the real party is and the true party is and the good party is. And, and the party she was saying was a party I've voted for my whole life. Um, so, so I got it, you know, but at the same time, I was like, okay, well, one, this is a joke. And two, yes, I agree with what you're saying somewhat, but not completely because I don't think either side is innocent. And, um, you know, one of the things that was very hard for me is when I was a teenager, I worked on the Clinton campaign and I worked at a Christian television network and I used to wear this Bill Clinton shirt, <laughs> Clinton Gore shirt to my work. And they all, you know, they all, believe, they all believed it. They were like, you're, that's the Antichrist. You're wearing a shirt that's supporting the Antichrist. Um, I love it when like Christians, like their politician gets in power and they're like, yep, God decides who's in power and who's not in power. They use that Romans verse. I think it's Romans verse. Verse from Romans, you know. And then when it's not them, oh, this is the Antichrist and the Antichrist has gotten in here, you know. And um, I just think it's really funny and ridiculous and ironic. Um, but I was a big Clinton fan, hook, line, and sinker. Cause you know, he went on MTV and did things like that. And, and, uh, you know, and he, he, he worked with Joe Biden, you know, as well. Um, but when you realize that him and Joe Biden, uh, created a law that put more, uh, African Americans in prison behind bars than most any, almost any law that conservatives have put in within the past 40 years, that's a tough one to take. You go, oof. You know, so when I asked, I said, well, do you understand the history of both of the parties and things like this? And, and that person decided to say, well, what I understand is, is that your dad helped all those people in the 80s, those conservatives who've destroyed the world, do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, why is my dad coming into this? And I had to go like, well, no, my dad might be doing that now, but in the 80s, he wouldn't even join the Christian coalition because he said he didn't think it was the right thing to do. And he really got a lot of shit and probably lost his ministry uh, a lot of support when he lost his ministry because of that, because they were more angry about that than they were anything else because he wouldn't jump in bed. Now he's very political. So I was like, well, actually, and then they go, well, then they switched to now he is, you know, and and then it got back to me being white and, and all this. And I said, well, you know, I, I am white. Uh, and then a white heterosexual. I'm like, how do you know I'm heterosexual? I mean, I say I am, but am I? Um, people have had theories about me and Pete for a long time. Um, and so, okay, okay, yeah, you've got that. I said, but I'm also very poor, you know? And uh, basically it got boiled down to saying like, well, you, you know, you're not working class. Don't pretend you're working class. You're, uh, you give glorified um, TED Talk. So that's what this is today, glorified TED Talk. Uh, quit, quit, quit pretending like you're something you're not. And then a pastor comes in, a progressive UCC pastor comes in. And starts to say, yes, he lives in a, in a, uh, you know, because oh, she started saying, well, you move to blue state, to blue state, to blue state, whenever you, you know, because you feel like it. Now, now here's the thing. I moved from blue state to blue. I'm, if my wife, ex-wife had family in Kentucky or Ohio or Idaho or anywhere, and we went, and, and the kids were going to be there, that's where dad was going to be. Okay? Pure and simple. Um, but then this pastor said, and then, you know, these white males like to come in and move into rough cities, but of course they can rough towns, rough neighborhoods, and they can move out whenever they want. I will tell you right now, if I tried to move, I would go bankrupt like that. There is no way I, I could not afford a moving truck and moving prices and putting down, down payment on a new apartment. I couldn't do it. 
So the idea was is we were trying to argue well, but we didn't. And, and what, what, what bothers me is that it's friendly fire because it's from the community that I've embraced after I, I just decided I can't do anything with the, the, this church. So it's, a, so it's friendly fire, you know, and I'm, but the friendly fire is coming to the points of judging me based on the fact that I'm a white male and that they think I have superpowers and some sort of special, like we get secret money or something. I don't get secret money, folks. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, do I have privileges? Yes, you're right. You know, there are privileges there. Um, but I'm also poor, you know, and I don't think we realize what capitalism does and, and, and what, what, you know, and this is the life I've chosen. I'm not mad. I have two jobs right now. I'm not mad about that. I feel great to be able to do what I want. But the idea was, is that people have to put in a fake scenario or judge you if you're saying, if you're not towing the party line. And so for me, this isn't the ethic we want to live by. Now, also the ethic I don't want to live by is that I continue to argue with folks like this who are lying, making up things, or jumping into uh, using my parents as an argument. So I have no control over what my father does. He does not talk to me, folks. Uh, and one of the reasons he doesn't talk to me is because of I, I, he thinks I'm too progressive. So the irony here is is thick. And it is what, and I get, oh, you're dude, bro, and all this, you know, whatever. You know, honestly, just call me what you want to call me at this point. Um, but that's not the work. That's not what we're called to do. Now, this was before, before the, 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 the uh, Supreme Court came in. Um, and honestly, I probably would have not posted that after the Supreme Court <laughs> decision. But I shut it down. And this is the second time I've shut down my Facebook because of my fellow uh, Democrats uh, decided to come on and hammer me because I wasn't that enough. Now, growing up, I was not Christian enough. Going when I, During my early career, when I would speak at all these Christian festivals, it was too much grace or too much that. And so it is human nature for us to pick each other apart when we don't toe a particular line. But the fact is, I think if we can show more love and grace and not toe this line, we'll do better. That's why I said I, had a, I don't think I did great last week because I think I could have done better. I am used to usually like having good conversations after a few arguments. Unfortunately, neither one of these. Uh, the one with the pastor came a little bit. I actually called them personally, and we talked on the phone. And then uh, they ended up talking to a mutual pastor friend of mine. So I did my best to try to make sure that situation wasn't completely out of control. But I'm pointing this out to say is like when we have like Yale Divinity students and pastors and things like this, we don't argue well. And we're progressives and we don't argue well. And, and we're virtue signaling each other, and we're judging each other, and we're putting impossible standards on each other, and we're attacking each other for things that we can't change, I think we've lost our way a little bit. And when we just want to say someone's the good guy and someone's the bad guy, I will tell you what, I feel like we are my, that the Democratic Party is manipulating us. You know, they're playing little things. Well, we'll stay here, and we'll do this, and we'll pull this, make everybody think they're safe. Um... At the same time, we're losing rights. None of us can barely afford to drive anywhere else but work. You know, so these are the reality things. I'm not trying to attack either one of these parties at this point, but what I'm trying to say is, is these folks are not our saviors. These folks are not our gods. Do 
Jesus nor Paul ever said, look to Rome. So why would we look to Rome now? Why would we put our faith in Rome? I mean, the United States is what I'm talking about. Matter of fact, Paul was in prison twice. He was a citizen of Rome and in prison twice in Rome and probably put to death by Rome. I'm just making it clear that they weren't looking, they were looking for a different ethic to change their lives. You know, I, I was on a Christian television show, first time in like 20 years this week. And I, and I just said one thing to this, this pastor who was interviewing me, and he was really kind of interested in it. I said, well, we're not punished for our sins. We're punished by our sins. You know, it's not this magical thinking like God's like, oh, they did the, you know, they jumped through the three hula hoops, and now I must punish them. I've, there's no, you know, I'm going, no. You know, some of this, these things are like, you know, for me, when I was a drunk, an alcoholic, and I was crashing my car and hurting people and getting in fights, you know, those were the, those were the bad fruits you know, of those things. When you look at the ex-gay movement and you see what it's done to LGBTQ youth, those are bad fruits, right? So, you know, but the idea was I had to say, we've got to get rid of this magical thinking that there's some magical, you know, like it's cause and effect. It's very, it's very practical. And we can look at this very practically, you know, So my idea was this, is what I wrote down the other evening, is reform is all that I can muster to say. Reform is what comes from you and conversations and arguing well with those who are called, we are called to love. And lots of time, uh, and last time I checked, to those who we are called to love, uh, if we're following a biblical ethic or Christ ethic, and I'm saying you don't even have to be a Christian, you can just be like, I like following Jesus because he's a cool dude, um, is everyone. doesn't mean we don't disagree. It doesn't mean we don't speak truth. It doesn't mean we don't argue. What it means is, is that we do that well, and we try to keep a spirit of love in it. And I think what we do is when we recognize we're not doing it, we reach out to others and we try to get encouragement from others and we try to learn and we learn from our mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes and that's just life. And I really wish this for all of us is that may we all find the answers we are, we are looking for. I'll say if you want to settle with, with, with the same old thing, and faith in politics uh, for temporary comfort, that's fine, you know? Because there's times where it's comfortable to have, like, I feel more comfortable having a president that I don't know is even mentally healthy right now than I did Donald Trump. And um, because Donald Trump just said, said so much stuff that made me uncomfortable. So now I've got this guy who's doing things that make me uncomfortable, but he didn't say it a lot. And so it's like, sometimes ignorance is bliss. Um, the problem is, is now I look and read articles and I study and, 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 and because of my biblical scholarship now, I've like been trying to do scholarship behind all these other different issues and it's really tough. Um, You know, and I've heard the argument, people saying, Jay, you can't, you can't criticize 
you know, this part, one of the arguments was don't criticize the, the, the Democrats right now because there's an election coming up. You know, you can't do that. Don't, don't criticize the party. There's an election coming up. Um, I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. I'm here to just say, well, let's just, can we give honest estimates and live in reality and realize there needs to be a great reform. I wouldn't be surprised if this, the number of you all watching goes to zero at this point because it's like, we got to reform things. You know, there's got to be things we're going to do. I'm not going to talk about that right now because this isn't my political hour. Uh, but I think there's some great ideas. And I think I have some good ideas. And maybe I'll do that on one of my um, musings by Jay. Uh, unfortunately, the ones with the most power and the most money right now aren't doing much because they're not being affected. You know? And so... They just kind of sit up and do their thing, and then they give money to our Washington. So what I would say is my problem isn't with all politicians, but my problem is with Washington and people putting their faith in Washington. When most of those people in Washington, you know, if you look at sometimes these billionaires, you'll you realize that they don't just give to one party. They often give to both parties. And the reason they give to both parties is because they want to get things passed. They want to get what they've done, done make sure they're, 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 they're hedging their bets. And uh, when, when I see people saying that, what I'm starting to see is people over politics, or politics over people, I'm sorry. People are starting to put politics over others. And our politics have become more important that we just shit on each other and treat each other horrible. And if we can't argue, then we just go for the jugular because we're so angry and we're so hurt um, that it, we're, we're, it shows you that if you're afraid, if you're afraid of this group being questioned, then obviously you think this group has all the power. This is the only fix. This is the only answer. And I don't believe it. I believe the answer is in communities. I believe the answer is in people. I believe it's in having tough conversations. Um, I am angry at the uh, at the courts right now. I, I'm angry that what's happened with, you know, I, I I've always been one of those people who's been pro-choice because I think no one goes in wanting abortion just for fun. Okay, so this might also lose the rest of you, um, and I think it's there. But the great thing is you don't have to have one. Um, but honestly, like I've known more actually more conservative, I'm the more Republicans who've had abortions than I do Democrats, to be honest with you. Isn't that funny? Um, but also, um, you know, I've known the people who've had to grow up in the system without parents, you know, and I've listened to their conversation. You know, I, I know that we don't have health care. I know that we're all, like a lot of us are one emergency room visit away from being homeless, even with insurance. So, um, you know, right now we're in such a crazy world. We've, you know, not only do we have the abortion stuff, but we have inflation, you know, mass shootings, extreme poverty. Um, you know, the idea, like I just said, that we could go bankrupt if we get sick even with insurance, 
because the insurance might make us go bankrupt and then the, you know, the co-pays and all those things. I mean, we're in a shitty place, you know? So for me to go like, oh, Democrats are awesome. I, mean, I just don't hear my party talking about any of this shit and changing this shit. I hear them talking about it, but I don't see anything being done. I'm like, shut up, just do something. Help us, we are all sinking here. And, and I don't see the Republicans doing anything either. I mean, they think like, well, maybe if we paid people less. I mean, it's just insane. It is insanity, you guys. And here's the fact is, we you know, we need dissenting voices. Jesus was a dissenting voice, and that's what got him killed, you know? And we've got to realize that dissenting voices, without dissenting voices, we live in a dictatorship. So part of why I always loved the, the, the progressive liberal party growing up is because I felt like they were a dissenting voice and they were a voice crying in the wilderness and we were allowed to have dissenting voices and we were allowed to disagree well. And now we're saying, um, yeah, no more dissenting voices if you don't say what I like or if you don't toe the line. And that is dictatorship. That's a dictatorship. We just go like, well, we have two different dictatorships that we you know, vote on. But once you get those, you know, you, you don't really don't talk shit about them or question it. And, and if you do... You know, we're going to find a reason that, you know, that why you're wrong and why you can't understand. And it might not have anything to do with really you or your mind. Maybe we'll judge you by your skin tone or maybe we'll judge you by your sexuality uh, or judge you by who raised you, you know, um, you know because obviously, you, you know, there's got to be some hidden agenda here because you couldn't disagree with, with our dictator, with our perfect pro project here, our saviors, you know, with the people. Um, so contradiction, that's why I wore my contradiction necklace today. Contradiction is part of life. And sometimes within contradictions, we can even find greater truths. And I'm at this point saying that compromise is not a bad idea. I mean, they just passed a, a gun control bill that's not perfect, but at least there was some compromise and they came together and did something. But they all knew they had to do something because they knew that that's what everybody wanted. And they fact like, well, we do have to get voted back in soon. So now we kind of have to do because it's such a, everybody wants it. Like Democrats and Republicans all want it. And, uh, but we're also getting paid by people who don't want it. But we've got to do something because we've got to get back here if we want to continue to get paid by these people. That's just, to me, the honest God's truth. Um, so... Descending voices, contradictions are all part of it. We don't want to live in a dictatorship. We want to learn to argue well. Um, and my question is, are we not adults? When we go for people's jugular, when we go in social media and we argue and then we don't have our argument well, so then we start to attack people personally, we are, not act we are acting like children. We're not acting like grown-ups. And, and I don't think a lot of us act like adults anymore. And... We try to hurt the other person. When we've lost our argument, when we've lost, when we don't know what to say, we just go after the person. We go after their character. And so this week I've had pastors, divinity school graduates, uh, progressives saying, well, we're going to go after your character. You know, you're, you're really secretly rich and you just, you know, you've just fooled the, 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 the city housing into believing that you don't make enough money to live anywhere else. You know, and because I have a secret bank account in Switzerland. Um, you know, we're, we're going to project onto you. 
Like I'm like, so you're thinking that I'm, this is a big, my, where I live is, is a big uh, virtue signal. But what I also worry about is often is when people start accusing you of things and projecting things upon you and saying you're virtue signaling, it's probably a good time if you're doing that to others to look at yourself and go, oh shit, am I doing the same thing? Am I actually a virtue signal here? Am I actually just angry at myself and I'm pointing it out towards this other person? And there's times I virtue signal. When I was on that Christian show the other day, I set up my, my, I didn't set up my camera here in front of the punk rock world. I set up in front of my bookshelf and I put a couple extra Bibles behind me. So there you go. I am human. Um, like, oh, I have these Bibles. I may check them out sometime. But I really believe that the politic, that politicians, media, and social media are taking advantage of us. These are people who have nothing to lose by taking advantage of us. You know, they're not doing anything, but they will virtue signal these politicians, and a lot of people will virtue signal to, to, to keep progressives uh, loyal to them and say, oh, we're going to do this, oh, we're doing this, oh, we're going to do, you know, uh, you know, but you're like, wait a second, but there's also like millions and billions of poor people that are, you know, are dying and going homeless, and every time I drive downtown, the, the homeless camps get bigger and bigger and bigger, and these are people who are gay, Latino, black, white, uh, trans, all the, all these, it's just, it's a rainbow of homelessness wherever I go. When I lived in Minnesota, the homeless camps just got, kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I live here, you know, and these are, these are the blue states that I, you know, I, I, I decide to move to. Um, homelessness is just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. You know, in progressive cities and conservative cities, folks. You know, people are without home. So it's time to start saying, like, why aren't these things changing? Why aren't these things mattering? Because we all get out so caught up in our ego, in our, our, in our own personal suffering, that we forget about the other. The others, the least of these. The least of these is not us. The least of these is the other. How do we love the least of these? For the, some of us, the least of these is the poor. For the homeless, the hurting. For some of us, the least of these is the billionaire. How do I love and confront them? So the politicians are the least of these. Depends on how you're raised, what you think, and how you feel about people. And they, I feel like a lot of these politicians and politics in Washington want us to be puppets by giving us crumbs from the table. You know, and it's funny because the right, I think, does the same thing as well as by giving crumbs to the table of the conservatives, uh, fortune, unfortunately or fortunately, however you feel, I don't really going to give you an opinion on that, but they're a little bit more united than the left at this point. You know, they agree on a few more things. And of course, because, you know, they think things might be going their way, even though the Democrats are in complete control of all three houses. Um, but we're all being just... So we just argue with each other and the media causes us to argue with each other and then we hate each other and then we go after each other and then we scapegoat each other and then nothing gets done. And this is not how you build a movement. You know, you never go to build a movement and someone goes, I see what you're saying. You go, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. It's too late for you to see it. You know, you should have seen it a year ago before it was hip and now it's hip and so you might be virgin. So we don't want you here or it's too late or you can't be forgiven or you've done too much damage. No, you go, We're, we need people. We want to work with people. You don't go, oh, well, you know, oh, we're, yeah, we're taking a movement. Oh, but, you know, in order to be a movement, you got to do, I need you to sign this agreement here and here and here and here. You know, be part of the movement. We're going to help you grow. We're going to help you there. We're going to move forward. We're going to communicate with each other. You know, you want to be here? Okay, great. 
You know, if you say something offensive, I might tell you. If I say something offensive, you tell me. You know, we're adults. Let's learn how to communicate as adults and communicate with each other and realize that it's so important for us to communicate and continue to build community and continue to build a movement so things change. But if we continually stay divided amongst each other because we are, we are worshiping our politicians, we're worshiping Washington, or we're worshiping the millionaires, and then we're going on these websites that are owned by billionaires and tearing each other apart, we're getting nowhere fast. And that's what we have today. You know? I'll tell you, you conservatives need to be looking at your leaders too, man. I mean, I, I get, the part I get about Trump is that he wasn't a politician and that's what you wanted, but man, I don't get the guy. I think he said a lot of really hurtful stuff and made people very dangerous. He, he might have been great uh, internationally, uh, worldwide, I don't know. I, I, but he really hurt a lot of people and said a lot of horrible things. It boggles my mind that Christians just are so dedicated to a party that anybody who comes into that party is just God's man. It's insane to me. It's insane to me that they have these golden calves that we don't even notice. So I'm not going to get just bad at the left. I, it's easy for me to hit the left because I feel like I'm a part of it, so I'm allowed to do it. But I'm also going to hit the right. The right, you're missing it too. You know? We don't have health care, but you're going to make people have children. You know, you know how expensive it is daycare, child care? You have to get insurance for your children. So you're going to force people to do that, but we're not going to provide any of the care that goes in with that. Okay, so... So, so conservatives, you're not doing a good job either. You're not giving us any answers. Unless you all start going and adopting children, like left and right, all of you. You know, what are you going to do when these kids are put in homes? You know, and then why, are you, you say you're, you believe in life, but then you can't, if you're pro-life, you can't be pro-death penalty. It makes no goddamn sense. It's, it's, it's complete ridiculousness. I'm just going to tell you like it is. You know, you should be thinking like, well, can these people afford to go to the hospital? Can they afford to pay their bills? Can this child be tailored? And if not, you take care of them. So I'm just saying, both groups have a lot of hypocrisy in them. But I'm just saying, this is why we don't put our faith in these parties in, the, in Washington. This is why Jesus says, yeah, be a good citizen. You know, do your voting, all that kind of stuff. Um, but maybe start thinking about, well, maybe how could we get shorter terms on senators and maybe we can like, you know, help each other out more. You know, how, how can we, you know, I just saw someone point about the foster care system. I mean, the foster care system, a friend of mine who had an abortion said, I grew up in the foster care system and I had to work because I didn't want my, this kid to be in a foster system because it's hell. So, you know, the nuances and the details make the reality come. It's not, these are just, you know, we get these sound bites and we get the media saying these things, doing these things, and we buy into them and they go, oh, they're going to save us, but we don't think it through. So I'm just saying, like, if any of you are interested in Christianity, this is what I see Christianity is, is this call to say, like, yeah, we're going to live here and be here, but it's, we're going to live by a completely different ethic. And our faith is not in these people. Our faith is great in our own organizations. I mean, look at Dr. King. What Dr. King did is he created an organization. He didn't run for office. He got the people and organized people 
and made a difference and met with politicians, and he didn't care what side of the street they were on, met with these politicians, some who hated him, some who, who liked him, but he seemed to be a fly in the ointment for most of them, and met with them and dealt with them and spoke to them and had to make risks, even that could maybe bother that when he had to speak out. Sometimes he might not be able to go meet with the president for being. But look, at Dr. King, the man was assassinated when he was 38 years old. He was a Baptist minister. How different are we today? It's not the politicians that made the change. It's people like Dr. King and people who worked with Dr. King and put into Dr. King's life and his community who made huge changes. It's when we speak truth to power. When we bring people together and go, this doesn't make sense. Could you imagine if conservatives and Demo Democrats and Republicans came together and said, no, no, no more. We're human beings, you know? We're all willing to sacrifice certain things so we can live in peace, you know? I mean, all of us, funny that we all agree that like machine guns don't belong on the streets. Yet our politicians aren't doing much about it. Conservatives aren't doing much about it, don't really wanna do anything about it. And then the power, party in power, the Democrats are saying, Oh, I wish there was something we can do, but we can't really do anything about it. Our hands are tied. And then they say, well, don't get, you know, don't give up on voting. <laughs> you know, I don't want people to give up on voting, but you start to go like, God, nothing's getting done. We need people who get things done. And we need to give them the reason to get done. Maybe corporations shouldn't be allowed to give millions of dollars to politicians and political parties. Because we want these people to serve the people. And not just the Republicans serve the Republicans, the Democrats serve the Democrats, but them to serve the people and to be servants of the people, like the police should be servants of the people. You know, and what we also don't realize is like when I woke at my when I was looking at my Facebook message with all the different comments of like the pro-choice and then the pro-life people, and it's very extreme on both sides. And and I'm going out now. Look at this. Now abortion not only is going to tear people's personal lives apart. It, it's going to tear us apart. It's going to continue to tear us down the middle and it's continue to get us fighting. So we'll continue to fight with each other, argue with each other, tear each other apart, and we may not get anywhere. You know, who's funding our politicians? You know, They, they, they buy, our politicians buy stock and weapons companies. That's not what, you don't want that to happen. Why do we go to war? I don't know, but a lot of these politicians have a lot of stock and uh, weapons. Just it makes a little sense maybe why they want to go overseas so much and fight. Because when they do, they get really wealthy. Oh, they also have a big pharma and big pharma's paying a bunch of money. And then, well, we have the FDA, thank God. But you know who pays the FDA? Big pharma. I'm just saying all this to say is that we've got a broken system. So when we say, when I say Christ calls us to live a different ethic, it's, those are the ethics of, you know, is this loving the other? Is this loving my neighbor as myself? Are these people I should be putting my faith and trust in? Yes, it's all we have right now, and we will make it work the best we can. But the fact is, is we've got to figure out a way, how do we change this system? And how can we be honest with each other about the system I cannot be, I feel like I cannot be open and honest. I did not share any of this on Twitter 
or Instagram or Facebook because I didn't want to argue with people about it. I didn't want to argue with it because I know the arguments go really damn bad when you don't toe the line. This is not the ethic I believe that we are called to live in. I believe even when we argue, we should recognize one another's humanity. And supposedly that's what happens when we're face to face with each other. At least that's what philosophers say and, and psychiatrists say. Um, what I think we need to be doing is realizing that this is our type of idol worship and that the concept of with us or against us needs to be rethought as far as, 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 as people living, as humans. That we are no longer blinded by Washington or by big pharma or by social media conglomerates or You know, that why they invest in war and meds and then do both of those things, you know. But I, I think we have to also start to say, do these people care? And honestly, I don't know if the folks in Washington care anymore. I don't know. I don't know them, but it's starting to feel like that we're, that the people in my neighborhood, including myself, are not a priority. So it's actually a really shitty idol to... Uh, to, to, to worship because it keeps us all so divided from really keeping and making things get done in this world. So this is my advice. The institution is who we should be fighting. And when I say the institution is who we should be fighting, the reason I say we should be fighting them is because they are keeping us divided. But when I say fighting, I do not mean fighting with fists. I do not mean fighting with men bad words, um, how can we do it in a compassionate, loving way? How can we speak truth to them? And I don't mean we go, hey, can I speak truth to you? I mean, there's times where we're going to have to yell and scream at these politicians and say, do you not give a damn about us? Um, but there's also times where just as people and human beings online, we just need to stop treating each other like shit and stop letting these people take advantage of us and keep us separate because as long as we get separate then we don't talk to each other we stay separate and then they just get to continue to live the way they live and this and we just continue to just watch this country going to i don't know where it's going i mean it seems like insane i mean i go to restaurants now and they're understaffed and out of food and it's weird i mean those are just the small things you know well, let's blame, you know, they, they want to blame Putin. Well, no, how about, we, you know, Putin's a bad man, very bad man. But, you know, what about these corporations, these gas companies and, and the government who says that, well, we can't help you with the gas prices, sorry. Well, why? Was there not laws ever made for these? Why weren't there laws that made to keep us safe? Oh, well, because they made really big donations to our campaign. What about you guys? Well, they made big donations to our campaign as well. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, that was the most political I think you guys will probably hear me get in a long time. 
Um, obviously, I'm not happy, but the reason I say all this is because I think if we're going to follow the ethics of Christianity, um, uh, we have to kill our idols and we have to stop uh, sacrificing each other to these idols because that's what's happening. We're sacrificing each other to these idols. So I hope we can continue to speak up. I hope we can continue to talk to each other. I hope that wherever you are, that this message is, is, is spreading for you, that this is something that you're seeing when conversations come up and things that go. Um, you know, if you have organizations here that you believe in that think, you know, hey, here's some groups that we can work with and things like that, you know, bring it up, mention it, go on, tell us online, tell each other, tell us, tell the community. Because it's time to start thinking about things of how we move forward and how we move forward in a way that's gracious and loving where everybody's included despite their different thoughts and thinking and we're not going to try to vilify you because you have a different opinion. We might try to change that opinion and who knows, you might change our opinion. Um, so thanks everybody. Hey, if you like what we're doing, go to revolutionchurch.com and you can support us there. Um, you know, uh, we need your support. I don't know what else to say. It's the world we live in. We have to pay bills. I have to pay my bills. Um, and we, we really like to be doing more than just one video chat. I'm trying to do two video chats. I did one last, uh, not this last week, but the week before. I did a kind of a 15-minute thing on grace. And so I'm going to try to be ironing more content and things like that. So um, I had to do an emergency show up for my kids this Tuesday, so I wasn't able to get that done. Um, but yeah, we can definitely use your support. And uh, I hope you love each other. Go uh, hug a, go hug somebody from a different party today. Tell them you love them. And, uh, you know, it's fun. I'll tell you one great thing right before I leave is, is that I was talking to somebody who's super, super left. And we were talking about this abortion thing. And they really took a pot shot. Like, oh, these Christians. And they knew I was a pastor, you know, uh, a recovering pastor at least. Oh, these Christians and this these bastards, it's all their fault. You know, they really hit me with it. You know, I'm going, mm, yeah, it's not really cool to be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. You know, I, I thought we were trying to help people be convicted, not make our convictions into law. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, but then they go, no, but my party could have done this, 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 and that. So, you know, and this isn't somebody who comes to my church or subscribes to my newsletter. So, I was happy to see that. And I think people are starting to get tired. And I think there is some hope. It's just we got to find each other and encourage each other. And maybe even intervene when we see arguments going south um, and try to do it in a loving way. Because I'm grateful this week that some people intervened in some arguments that I had. I mean, my Facebook, I just said, I have to take care of myself. I got to shut it down for a while. You know, I mean, even though that's where a lot of my work gets promoted and things like that, it just had to be done. Um, and in other situations, I had some friends come in and mediate for me, and I needed that. So, you know, even though, even us mediating with people and being like the Jimmy Carters of, uh, to bring peace to the Republicans and the Democrats is something maybe we could all do. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Um, peace, grace, you know, and... Uh, Hey, suffer well, live well, live life well, you know, no matter what happens, this community will be there. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.